Hey everybody, this is Joe Langworthy here with my co-host Thomas Wolfel for episode 33 of Tailgate Talk, a six-column sports podcast. Um, so first things you guys might notice if you're watching on live or if you watch on YouTube is uh, the beard is gone for me. Uh, I have I have shaved. I am participating in Movember, uh, which is a, a um, charity initiative to raise money for men's health initiatives um such as you know prostate prostate cancer and testicular cancer research this is a, a cause that's near and dear to me uh, my grandpa had uh, prostate cancer before he died my wife's grandpa had it before she, uh, he died as well and so you know definitely something that means a lot to me uh, you will see a, a mustache here uh, in the coming weeks uh, as we get farther into November. Uh, and if you would like to donate, I have tweeted the link a couple times, uh, posted it. Uh, you can find that at, um, at Joe Langworthy is my personal Twitter account. I've tweeted about it and we'll continue to tweet about it and post Instagram updates and all that. So would love your support, but you know, don't feel any pressure. If, and if anybody wants to grow a mustache with me, um, you know, feel free as well. Join my team, do all that. So um yeah but now that we got that out of the way let's uh let's talk about some mizzou football huh let's do it big week big week big week so uh we are on the road this week heading to athens georgia to face i think they're a decent team i mean i don't know yeah i mean do you um, think they would beat the carolina panthers you know, I'm a Chicago Bears fan, and I am confident they'd beat the Bears. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and I mean, but I mean, you got to remember, though, that with, I mean, look, Georgia, they have lost a couple games this decade. So, right. um, you know, it happens. It, <laughs> it hasn't happened yeah. in 25 games, but no, it happens. No, since was it 2020, 2021? I don't know, one or the other. But, yeah, it's going to be – it's a big game, obviously. Uh, Georgia's, uh, you know, like you just said, I think they've won 25 straight. Maybe they haven't lost in basically three years at this point. Um, but you got to lose at some point in time. You, do, you don't you don't win forever, and uh, there's not a better week for uh, a team to take them down than, uh, than this week. Yeah. So – uh, we're going to try something on this. Uh, I've never done this before, so if this doesn't work, blame me. But uh, I'm going to play a video, and I'm just going to get Thomas's uh, reaction to it. So Let's not get carried away with the Nick Saban comparisons, oh, Paul. I mean, even for you, that's... Hey, 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 Griff, uh, uh, first of all, it was a caller who called in and said he's the young Nick Saban. I never said that. Okay. You did say he was the early candidate for SEC Coach well, did, of the Year. Yeah. And I, think I don't think it's playing. Yeah, well, meanwhile, you got a guy here that's won 20 points. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. He, uh, he started out as the number one team in the country. Drink uh, was you not hearing it? six or seven nope. games. He started out with the number one team in the country. Do you see what's on? you got a quarterback that's making his eighth career start. Right, you, you can't. You couldn't even tell. I'm, me not, I'm gonna let it play for I, I've been to Athens. I know because I saw you. I, I, I don't done. need a primer on Kirby Smart. I, I know who he is. Well, let's try not turn this Georgia team, though, into last year's of the year. I'm not, I'm not doing I mean, anything. I'm just, I, I was just wondering why you just kind of sideswiped 
Eli drink. All right. So <laughs> Thomas, I guess, couldn't see it, but that was a video of a Georgia media member on the Paul Feinbaum show um, talking about uh, how great Kirby Smart is because this isn't last year's Georgia team. And it's a very impressive uh, coaching job that he's done and that, you know, they their quarterbacks only started eight games and they still won eight games. And, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Kirby Smart by any means. You know, he's obviously a, an amazing coach and one of the one of, if not the best coach in the country. But this mindset out of Athens, Georgia, that they have something to, you know, they can play the underdog card at all is hilarious. Yeah, it's something that yeah, I could see the video. I couldn't hear it, but oh, okay. um, it's it's something that it's something that Kirby Smart has somehow convinced people in Athens. Oh, I mean, like you know, they go into they go into the SEC championship game last year against an LSU team that had three losses, and somehow convinced the guys that they that everyone was doubting them and they were underdogs, and people thought they were only going <laughs> to win eight games that year. I'm like, what? What? I mean, yeah. these kids, what planet are they on? They I, I've not read a publication that's, I mean, heck, they're over under for the season was 11 and a half. I mean, <laughs> the, question, the question was, are they going to win out or are they going to lose once? Yes, right. That, the Vegas, they're over under, the, the win total for Vegas was 11 and a half. There's nobody that's been doubting this team. Yes, they've had a lot of turnover. The, the coaching job has been fantastic, but they have an NFL player or future NFL player at basically every single position. Like it's not, this is not a surprise that they haven't lost a game yet. It would not be a surprise if they don't lose a game this year. Um, but I mean, yeah, for, for the, I mean, that just tells you though, how, I mean, I'm sure uh, the coach, you know, has a round table with the local media members begging them not to talk too fondly of his football team. And uh, clearly they listen. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, that's the that's the thing that I think really gets me. I don't I don't even mind that Kirby Smart uses it because yeah. of course coaches are going to do whatever they can to motivate their players. It's the fact that the media around them buys into it, doesn't call them out. You know, yeah. I we we make fun of Gabe Diarmond all the time, uh, but you know he would go on Paul Feinbaum and be like, "Listen, this is stupid." <laughs> And he'd call it out and it, he'd be right. And, but these Georgia, you know, and it's not unique to Georgia. I'm not going to say that Arkansas is, you know, maybe the worst about it, but the, the media that just buys into these narratives that the coaches are using to motivate their players is comical. Well, you know, generally speaking, the, the media is extremely fair-minded on everything across the board. Well, so it's, yeah, it's yeah. definitely, it's totally a shock to me that you would have, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I mean, it's clear that the people in Athens, Georgia, uh, they, they call the head ball coach before they uh, make any, any statements or write right. any articles. And uh, I'm sure the police department has uh, the head coach's phone number on speed dial in the event they uh, run across a player doing maybe uh, no, they just making the a poor decision. They don't even tell the coach. <laughs> Just take them home, tuck them yeah, in. Well, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, um, yeah, but that's where we're at. So, 
I'm right. sure they're going to be motivated. That that Georgia team will definitely be motivated when we get down there uh, Saturday for sure. Yeah, that's the thing is you. I mean, you can't you can't expect Georgia to take any team lightly. Um, and you know, maybe Missouri more so than almost anyone this year because of what we did last year to them. I mean, mm-hmm. what was the what was the final score of that game? It was a 26-22, I think. Um, Sounds right. And really, we gave them the outside of probably the the, the yep. um, outside of that first playoff game they had against, uh, like I said, it would have been Ohio State. We probably gave them the best the best game of the year, um, definitely right. in the regular season, and um, probably if you include the the um, SEC championship game too. So. I mean, it's going to be tough to sneak up on them. Like you said, we probably should have won that game last year. If we had any resemblance of an offense, we would have won that game last year. Um, and, you know, the players will remember that on their end, and I'm sure that mm-hmm. they're showing them game film after game film after game film, reminding them that this is a Missouri team that can come down to Athens and, and win if um, Georgia doesn't bring, uh, you know, their A game. So, yeah, uh, we're not going to sneak up on them. We're going to have to show up and, and beat them you know, beat them straight up, I think. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, um, I do think that this is the kind of game that we need to play. Like there's nothing to lose. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, we need to pull out all the stops and, and run some trick plays and, you know, gadget plays and that sort of thing. But yeah, Georgia is going to be expecting our best and they're going to be at least mentally fired up for that game. Um, you know, obviously they can't control everything. And, you know, we had a bye week they didn't. So there are, you know, maybe some advantages in that. But, yeah, we're, we we need to expect that they're going to come out swinging um, as well. And, you know, we're not – I'm not going to do predictions right now, but we, we do need to play our A game to have any shot of winning this game. Um, yeah. Because, you know – even if Georgia doesn't play their A game, they can still beat the snot out of still, us. They if can still we don't beat show us. Up. They can still beat us playing their B game if we don't play an A game. Right. You know. So, um, yeah. So let's go ahead and start just kind of breaking down Georgia a little bit. Um, Georgia on offense, uh, you know, has a very inexperienced quarterback, as that media member said. You know, he's a scrub, apparently, and. Kirby Smart's a genius those, for being able to to pull anything out of him. Uh, yeah, one of those scrub five stars that uh, scrub five stars that's uh, you know been learning the offense behind Stetson Bennett and whoever the other guy was last year, right? Um, and you know has played some the last couple of years, and you know is really struggling. He's he's uh, completed seventy three percent of his passes as pass for 2,400 yards, 14 touchdowns, and four interceptions. So just uh, as uh, as Pat McAfee would say, bum. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's no better than you or I being out there. Right. Like, really think about like, it. What are, what are we doing here? Like, what, what's happening? But, no, Carson Beck, you know, I think, um, like you said, five-star recruit uh, has bided his time. Uh, played sparingly the last couple of years behind Stetson Bennett on two national championship teams. And now he's getting his opportunity. He's obviously showing he's a good quarterback. So um, I think in a lot of ways he is kind of similar to Stetson Bennett, but in a lot of ways he's, you know, 
he's not even as mobile as Stetson Bennett, I don't think. Um, you know, he's he's not very mobile, which I think will benefit Missouri. I think mm-hmm. you and I have, have seen enough Mizzou football to know that well, for whatever reason, mobile quarterbacks kill us. So, you know, that, that will help. But at the same time, he doesn't need to be mobile to just sit back there and yeah, pick he's got defenses. arm talent. So he's got arm talent for sure. Yeah. And, you know, their their offensive line obviously is pretty good. Um, I was gonna see he's only been sacked five times this year. Um, he's played eight games, so he's been sacked less than one time a game. So that's not very encouraging. Um, but I think that that also goes to show that he hasn't been pressured a whole lot, which, which, you know, obviously helps inflate those numbers. And I don't think it's something that we can just count on being able to get to him with four guys, but I do think that getting pressure on him could help maybe create some, some, uh, some chaos that he hasn't seen so far in his Georgia career. Yeah. No, I'm with you hundred percent on that. And, um, you know, I think kind of the, the two, the two big things, and, and I don't, we, I'm not going to say that Mizzou has any sort of advantage, but I, I do think that there's a couple things that Mizzou uh, can bring to the table that maybe Georgia hasn't seen yet that might just give us a shot. And yeah. uh, one of them is, I mean, defensively, uh, you know, um, Johnny Walker's really come on strong and, and obviously Robinson solid at the other end position and, um, we bring pressure in a lot of different ways. And I think that that, um, again, I, I think their offensive line of, I was looking at, I was trying to figure out who the bears are going to draft. Cause there's a good chance we have two of the first, you know, two picks this year. Um, but I think that one of their offensive linemen are projected to go in the first round, one of their tackles. So, I mean, they got plenty of talent there, but, um, you know, we're going to try to have to confuse them a little bit and, and mm-hmm. provide pressure. And if you take a look at our games, even our loss against LSU, we brought a lot of pressure. I mean, mm-hmm. Jaden Daniels beat us because he was able to get away from it. And I don't know if Carson Beck can do that. Um, but I do think that, you know, defensively, if we're going to win this game, we've got to put them in a position they've not been in. And that is Carson Beck nervous that he might get hit if he holds on to the ball more than two seconds. Right. Um, so and I think a big piece of it. And I think if were you done with your sorry, I didn't mean yep, to go for you. it. Yeah, but I've I, got I was say, off the other side of the ball. I got I think the other the other thing that we can do that maybe Georgia hasn't dealt with is uh, our run defense is is really solid. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, they have a really good running back, uh Dajin. I don't know how to say his name. Dayajin, Dayajin, right. um, that's probably terrible pronunciation, but uh, Edwards, he he's run for, he has 95 carries for 556 yards, which you look at, you know, Cody Schrader has 800 something yards and you're like, okay, that's not that impressive. He's only played in six games and he didn't play against Ball State or uh, UT Martin. So he didn't get, you know, he didn't get those. Uh, right those easy hundred yard games the first two games of the year. Uh, so he's averaging almost a hundred yards a game and it's been against uh, what I believe is almost exclusively SEC competition. So really good back um, and has not really been stopped a whole lot. I think his last couple of games, even he's um, 
I was going to see. I had it. I had it written down somewhere. He had 96 yards against Florida last week, and then two weeks ago against Vandy, he had 146. So, you know, really, really good running back. But Missouri's run defense is really, really good. So if we can keep them from, you know, getting those four or five-yard gains on first down and keep them kind of behind the sticks, put them in obvious passing situations rather than, you know, those second and threes, third and threes, where it's who knows what they're going to do. And the play, that's where play action can really kill you. Uh, if we can keep them in third and longs, keep them behind the sticks, you know, force, force Carson Beck to make those plays with, you know, seven guys dropping back into coverage because we know they're passing the ball. That's something that they might not have, you know, really seen a whole lot of this year. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's going to be even possible. Um, right. But I think well, that's the goal. And I think that that's something that Mizzou might bring to the table that is a little, yeah. they're a little, obviously, I think they're better at, than Vandy at that. Um, probably better than Florida at that. And I think we showed that we're better than Kentucky at that. So, you know, you're right. Georgia yep. really no, hasn't you, seen that. No, you're exactly right. I mean, just to build off that, obviously, like you said, good run defense. The other thing, too, is I think we've probably got the best cornerback tandem um, that yeah. they will have seen this year. Yeah. Um, now, that's, again, they're so loaded with talent, it's going to be almost impossible not to allow somebody open at some point in time. So right. um, that's it's going to happen. And the X factor might be whether or not Brock Bowers plays. I know, uh, I think about 15 days ago, he had an ankle surgery, and they've been really kind of hush-hush about what that recovery time for him will look like. But if he doesn't play – um, then I think you're you're looking at a situation like you said where, okay, you stop the run and um, you've got two corners that can, uh, you know, um, stay on someone long enough to where uh, we're gonna you know give our defensive line a chance to get to the quarterback. Now, like you said, we've not seen it, or at least Georgia's not seen it. There's a chance Carson Beck could step up in the pocket and start slinging the rock around, and right. at that point you just throw your arms up and say, okay, they got us. Right. Um, it's but one like of those, said, they might play their A game and you have no shot either way. Yep. But, um, you know, the only way we're going to have a chance to do this is if we do something defensively that they've not seen before. And mm -hmm. I do think they've gotten out slow in a number of different games. And I think part of that is probably because people throw different looks. Right. Um, so we're going to need to make them pay early. And like you said, if we can, if we can be in the backfield, um, both, you know, in the run game, but also going after the quarterback, then that's going to be um, a game changer. And, and it could really uh, put them in a position they're not used to, which is your only chance at beating a team like that. Right. And, you know, on the injury front, it sounds like pretty much everybody with the exception of maybe Chad Bailey is mm -hmm. fully healthy. Uh, so, you know, fully healthy Enos Rakestraw, um, obviously, is going to really benefit the Tigers in that, in that regard, like you said. So, you know, yeah, definitely, yep. definitely a good thing. And like you said, Brock Bowers is kind of an X factor for this team. Uh, you know, 500 something yards receiving. Um, missed the last two games, I think. Miss and missed the last two games. And nobody is even in their, their uh, second leading receiver, Benedict Arnold, uh, has like 200 yards less than that right and has been healthy played every so game. yeah has played every game so um definitely a uh 
definitely an X factor in this game. So for know, sure, I don't, I don't yeah. wish injury on somebody, but he's already been hurt. So I feel like I can wish a longer recovery and that's not <laughs> bad, right? You want to make sure just, he wants to just, get a, he wants, you want to make sure he's fully recovered for his NFL yeah, career. I, that's, I care about his career. I want him to, you know, get second, third, fourth opinions, um, have it looked at, fly out to LA, have it looked at by those doctors. You know, doctors in California are better, apparently. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But yeah. yeah so, and then flip side, other side of the ball. Um, obviously, Georgia is well known for its defense. Um, you know, their entire defense from last year is now playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. So, um, obviously, they're they're well known for defense. Kirby Smart's a good defensive coach. Um, always has a good defense. Um, I was looking over their their defensive roster, and none of the names stood out. You and I were kind of talking about that, uh, which doesn't mean a whole lot, but it just means that I don't recognize them from last year. Uh, so, anybody stand out to you that you want to maybe highlight on that side of the ball for them, or? Well, you mentioned the defensive back. I think with four four interceptions, I have to imagine yeah. if they've got a safety with four picks, we're gonna know where he's at at all times and probably right. look away from that. But you know, this was gonna be kind of my second big point, just in that you know, obviously the first one is, hey, we have a chance to give them something they haven't seen, um, you know, give their offense something they haven't seen yet, which is a run stopping mm -hmm. defense that can get into the backfield whenever on a third and long situation, put pressure on the quarterback. But I think the other thing that that was, that we obviously bring to the table that they have yet to see this year is, um, you know, when the teams are both you know lined up, uh, you know, when they go to do the coin toss before the game starts, <laughs> the best player on the field for the first time all year is not going to be sitting on Georgia's sideline. Right now, he's going to be not warming up for kicks. He's <laughs> you're talking about Harrison Mevis, right? <laughs> No, Harrison Hughes is well. I'll tell you, he's going to be probably getting a hot dog in the stands. But um, <laughs> well, yeah, true. <laughs> no, but Luther Burden is is a talent that um, yeah that they just haven't seen yet. And again, I mean, look, they've got NFL caliber players in their in, in their defensive backfield. So I'm not saying they can't they can't guard him, but I do think this is going to be an opportunity. And Luther Burden knows this. Um, I mean, this is a situation where if he goes out there and pops 130 yards. Uh, we go from he goes from being a first round pick next year in the twenty twenty five draft to being a top ten pick, um, right? And, and I might, think he, he might get himself an invite to New York at the end of the year, and he might get himself an invite to New York. And so, you know, I think we have to stay balanced. We can't become too one dimensional because they'll just pin their ears back. And our offensive line, I don't think, is set up to handle a pass rush like that. They've got way too much talent on their defensive line, but. If we can keep a somewhat balanced offense and keep them guessing, like you said, um, mm. then I think we'll have a chance. And I mean, you know, we beat Kentucky handily, and and he, Luther had what 15 yards. You don't do that against Georgia. He's going to have to show up right. and have a big game against Georgia and put up statistics against Georgia. And he's talented enough to do that. I think, like I said, I think he's uh, he's a a level of talent that Georgia has not seen yet this year. Um, and I think that could be kind of – if we win this game, it's going to be because the defense is able to get pressure on the quarterback and he's unable to handle it, and we have a receiver that goes out there and shows why he's maybe the best receiver in the country. Right. Yeah, and I mean, that, again, 
talked about it on the other side of the ball. I think this this bye week couldn't have come at a better time. I think I think it was clear that whether they were saying it or not, Luther was not feeling the best the last couple right. of games, and so getting him uh, a week off to to get healthy, look out, you know. So, um, yeah. So it's I think it really does kind of come down to. I liked how you said it, where you know. It's not that Mizzou has an advantage anywhere necessarily, um, with the exception of maybe Luther Burton, um, but we we have advantages over every team that Georgia's played so far. Right. Um, so maybe maybe the best shot at somebody beating Georgia so far. Not saying that it's it's gonna happen or it should happen. Um, obviously, if if we played this game. 10 times Georgia probably wins seven or eight or nine of them. Um, but we only play the game one time. So it only takes once, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we showed that in, in 2013, obviously Georgia wasn't the juggernaut that it is now, but they were still good. Um, they had, I think they had won the East the year before everybody expected them to win the East in 2013 and Mizzou beat them in Georgia which kind of spurred the uh, the 2013 season yep. to where it, we wanted it to go, and you know, it was 10 years ago. So why not? Why not now? Why not, why not now? again? Why stop there now? You go. There you go. So you know, if you're actually a real fan of Mizzou, you'll be in the stands on Saturday. I don't I don't know how big of a fan you are, but I'll be there. Um, I mean, games no, you but... went to this year. <laughs> but no you're i mean it's it's yeah it's 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 a big game and um you know like you said this is this is mizzou's chance to put ourselves really back on the map um Mm -hmm. you know i think there's a lot of people nationally i think now we're ranked 12th if you go by the um by the the playoff group uh if you go by their rankings we're 12th pause for a second i want to talk about that for a second if it was a 12 team playoff and we finished ranked 12th, like we are right now, we wouldn't make it in because Tulane or whoever would get, the, automatic bid. would get the automatic bid, which would be yeah. the most Mizzou'd thing possible. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. To have a great season, go like 11 and one, end up ranked 12th and not make the playoff. Yeah, that would be something we would, that's something we'd be fully capable of doing. Um, 100%. but, uh, you know, the other, the other thing that Mizzou would be fully capable of doing is finishing, you know, finishing 11 and one going to the, uh, you know, in a year that you, the year before the playoff starts being a right. team that definitely would have gotten in because you right. finished 11 and one and lost in the championship game. Oh, that's a team that in a 12 team playoff would have made it, but oh, we were a year early. That's also a very Mizzou thing to do. So, you yeah. know, it's. It's a yep. question as to what's what's uh, more likely, Mizzou being Mizzou and winning out in a year that we could have made the playoff, but probably wouldn't even even if we finished eleven and one, or um, Georgia being Georgia and just demolishing anybody that thinks they have a chance to beat them. Um, I say let's give it a shot. Let's go eleven and one and just see what happens. See what happens. Yeah, I'm okay if if we get Mizzou, we get Mizzou. But let's, hey, I never let's turned down eleven and one. There. Right. Yeah. But so, yeah, but we'll see. 
we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be, I know it's, they're going to, I mean, it's a fun atmosphere for them just because, uh, you know, when was the last time somebody rolled into Georgia this late in the season, um, you know, with a real chance to actually maybe win the East. Um, it's been a while. So I know yeah. their, their, their fans are going to be excited. It's going to be a wild atmosphere. We're on, uh, what ABC or CBS or whatever, and CBS um, at two thirty. Yep. So hopefully yeah. we sh- don't pull a Kentucky. Kentucky thought they had a chance and got the doors blown off of them. But yeah, it's, so it's not exactly the SEC East championship game because obviously if Mizzou wins, they'd have to Went do out. some other stuff. But it's basically if Georgia wins, I think that they win the East. If Georgia wins, uh, it's over because they're not they're think, not going to lose two out of the last three games. That's and I think even if they did, they'd have the tiebreaker over us. They already have the tiebreaker over Florida, and those are the only two teams that could Tennessee. finish. I think Tennessee's lost to Alabama and Florida. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, but. Like I said, I think we got a good a chance as a good as good a chance as anybody is beating beating Georgia mm-hmm. this year, um, just given the way we're set up. And I mean, you got to think about it too. They've got dudes on their team trying to earn contracts. So do we. I mean, we are, right. You know, KAD and Rake Straw. They're they're playing for the NFL draft position. So is Hopper, uh, right. Robinson. I mean, Lease, they're all Mookie Cooper. All maybe got, even they, like some yeah, of those guys that are fringe are. They're not they're not playing for first round draft picks, but they're playing to get drafted. Yeah. And yep. yeah. So we do and we do have wide receiver depth they probably haven't seen yet either. But um I don't know for sure. You can go on and on and on. At the end of the day, they they've got as many five star dudes on their team as we have almost players. Um right. but uh only eleven play at a time and um you know. If we play well, we'll have a chance. And if you get into the fourth quarter with a chance to win, uh, then let's see what happens. Right. I'm with you. So uh, do you want to do score predictions? Yeah, let's do it. I'm going to guess we're going to lose. And so if you guess we're going to lose, we're either going to look really smart or we're going to look really stupid and still be excited about it. So No, we're, we're, uh, we're just really impartial. There you go. <laughs> Unlike the uh, unlike, unlike the, the Georgia, Georgia media, yeah, we're just impartial. What do you got? I don't like publicly picking Mizzou to lose ever, uh, which is why we didn't we didn't do picks on the LSU game um, because I think both of you both of us thought we were going to. So, in that spirit, I'll pick the upset. No, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll say. I'll say 24-13, and it won't – it'll be a lot closer than that, actually. It'll be like a – it'll actually be like a 17-13 game, and we get like a garbage, like, you know, that kind of I mean, thing. Look, they've start, they started off slow last week, really, against uh, Georgia, or against Florida. They started off slow against South Carolina. With the way our defense has been playing the last couple weeks, the last – really the last seven quarters, if we can get out – if we can get out to a two – score a lead early i think our offense is going to have enough to continue to score at least at times and our defense could have a chance to to you know keep the score low enough i i don't think it's impossible for us to win i think it's unlikely i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess we lose 
I'm going to guess we lose 24-21. Okay. I think we have I think we have every bit of chance to win this game as anybody that they've played this year. Um, I think they're going to be highly motivated because we almost beat them last year, so they're not going to overlook us. Um, but I think at this point we just have to say that Mizzou is a good football team, <laughs> you right. know, um, and good football teams, you know, give themselves a chance to win. And I think, you know, I think we'll be in it. I'd be surprised if we weren't. Right. Well, when you when are you heading to Athens? Well, we're actually headed to Atlanta Friday morning and okay. hanging out with some friends, uh, a couple friends that we had that used to live here in Charleston that moved. Um, and then the four of us are going to go to uh, the game. They went, they graduated from Georgia. So, um, oh, good. we're going to go. My hope, my hope honestly is supposedly the Georgia fans, when they see an opposing fan, they get down on all fours and start barking. So, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping to catch that on video a, so we can uh, what a so we can kind of make fun is. of people for that. Oh, yeah. yeah, get get video of that. We'll post it on the uh, Six Column Sports Instagram. Yep. Twitter. Yep. So yeah, start calling the pooches. <laughs> right. Oh man. Well, uh, that's it for us, guys. Thanks for listening, um, and hopefully we uh, we'll report back in a few days after a, a Mizzou victory. So, M-I-Z. C-O-U.